July 16, 2023. It's a lot for Pedro's show.
from Pedro's show. Happy Sunday. Brand new. Well, not brand new. This was recorded in 1961, but they just found the tapes. This is John Coltrane. This, uh, he had, uh, it's not the total classic quartet because no Jimmy Garrison yet on the bass, but he's supplemented by his good buddy, Eric Dolphy. So, of course, you know a lot of this stuff's on the Live Village Vanguard, but this is the Village Gate. So it's the summer, 61 August, and this was Impressions. And then we had uh, Nick Doss with Baby Beat. And because of those Estonian software engineers with their Skype invention, we got on the line here, all the way from La Quinata. Nick Doss, welcome That's aboard, right. brother. What's up, Mike? Wow, this, you is, a, uh, this is an honor. It, and I think you got a, a co-conspirator there with I, you, a dog or something? I think I heard <laughs> no, a puppy. No, not even. I'm oh, I thought I heard a puppy whimper. In I'm, a little, I'm just like, no, that's, I don't know what's going on there. All but right. Maybe it's just the, the howl of, of the AC. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's kind of sweaty, huh? especially where you are. I'm, I'm you know, by the, in the yeah. harbor by the ocean. So maybe you got that nice... Coastal insulation. Yeah. <laughs> Same. So we got to give uh, Tim from uh, the Unsung Hunger for the Connect credit. Uh, and I want to learn about you because this music intrigues me, man. I, I love the way, like, you, you go for anything you want to uh, express yourself. I, I have cats come on the show, and right away they start naming off other bands and stupid stuff like that. When, to me, music is music, so. Yeah. Yeah. So, what, but, let's go way back to, like, I've had cats tell me that they remember stuff inside their ma still. But what is your earliest musical memory? <laughs> My earliest musical memory? I mean, I feel... I feel like the the one that sticks out the most, like the one that feels really integral um, to when I first kind of like came online in my brain is is like two things. And it's like they both took place in my living room, in my house, my family house in, in Texas. And that was uh, my parents blasting uh, Carlos Santana smooth with Rob Thomas, oh, yeah. <laughs> like all the time. Um, and I remember like, really, I, I I really got into Santana through that. Um, that that's the Matchbox just guy, right? Exposure, probably. Uh, that 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 singer man is. Sorry, the, wait. What did you say? That singer man was the the Matchbox Twenty guy, yeah. right? Yeah. Yes, the match. Which actually, they have some good songs, but yeah, probably yeah, Santana in late nineties, and then just the cover of uh, like the the cover of the CD of. Meatloaf sped out of hell. Oh, yeah. These are like the first things I remember. <laughs> I think I can remember. Also, you know, I don't know if you uh, saw Rocky Horror <laughs> Picture Show, but he was Eddie. They ended up chowing him. I don't know if, how well you yeah. know this. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of course. Right. And uh, no, yeah, there, there was a there was an old theater in Dallas that would play Rocky Horror all the time. So That was a big yeah, part of the early circle. scene, uh, you know, in the 70s punk here in Hollywood. A lot of those people I saw, my sister took me to Tiffany. They'd play that every weekend. And these motherfuckers would like memorize the thing and throw toast and all that shit. Kind of take over the show. I I know. Yeah. So same kind of mentality. Well, I know, yeah, there, there was actually like a little like small like theater troupe. There was a small theater troupe in, in Dallas that would like go and perform there like along with the, the movie. It was, it was kind of wild. Oh, wow. Okay. 
But I mean, this because when I think back to yeah. the movement, especially as far as I was concerned, it's very much anti arena rock and sitting and spectator from thousands of miles away and people very yeah. small. Yeah. So in this pad you grew up in, was there I music? Know. <laughs> this pad you grew up in, was there musical instruments? Not re no, no. My parents weren't really musical, um, and I was like the firstborn in my family, so I didn't. It wasn't like around so much until I just I, I don't know. I had like this inkling what? towards it because I got into music like in 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 lower school. Yeah, let me and ask had, like, you this about draw to the radio. Yeah, let me ask you about school. Were you in the in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? Yeah, I think we like had to take music stuff. So like from from very beginning I was we like had to play the recorder. Oh yeah. That okay. was like, part of our, our <laughs> necessary education. So I, yeah, like I sang and played recorder like growing up in elementary school and then eventually you get to middle school and we play and you had to choose between choir or band and I was playing trumpet and percussion. Um, I don't know if we even had a marching band, but just like a regular, regular ass band. Yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and then, yeah. Well, uh, let me ask you this. What was the first record you bought with your own money? Oh, um, <laughs> I don't, let me think. Okay. So the, um, the first one I ever asked for was, Probably, uh, do you recall that band No Effects? Oh yeah, they were kind of like a, a Eric Melvin's a, a friend of mine. Like a like a uh, okay yeah, um, it was a No Effects record and like that was probably the first one I, I remember like wanting. But we I got in like a lot of trouble <laughs> for playing that album. Well, I asked that question. Um, with, I asked uh, that question because when you're a kid, you ain't got a lot of money. So I'm interested in what would you spend money on if you got some to get music. So, yeah. So I, I remember getting a No Effects record in like 2004, and I don't think I had bought any music up until that point. And uh, this was like around the time when I like was getting kind of like yeah, just having a sense of like what bands were and and outside of like the radio and stuff. And then I was playing this album at my friend's house, like showing it to him at my friend Topher's house in Texas. And his parents like walked by the room and were like, wait, because it was like a, it was like a anti Bush album. <laughs> and, um, and so they like kind of, they were like, they were, they were, you know, very moderate, but they were just like, what the heck's going on here? And so while that happens, like another friend and I were kind of like waiting around while our, my friend Chris got kind of like a talking to, and just like on his shelf, he had, um, he had like combat rock, uh, the clash record and just like in his CD player. So we started playing that. We're like, Oh, this is pretty good. <laughs> and then so I for Christmas that year I asked I, I I with the Christmas money I had I bought um I think I bought the Clash singles like compilation from the night like 91 or whatever 
It was like the green record, <laughs> that was right? The record. Yeah. It's the green record. I remember getting the green record, yeah. the first Clash record. Uh, it was the yeah. England one, though. It hadn't come out over here, so different tunes. Uh, what was the first gig you saw, Dick? Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, I, this is kind of, yeah, this is why my musical hit, like, why my musical tastes are all over the place. Because I think, like, I, I just, as a kid, I liked a lot of different stuff and was, like, kind of just attracted to a lot of uh, flashy stuff. So I think, I think, I'm pretty sure the first thing I remember is, um, in like in sync, no strings attached tour. <laughs> okay, I like flashing I... stuff too. First, <laughs> yeah. yeah, first gig I saw, mm-hmm. me and D Boone saw T Rex. Oh my god, that's incredible! Nineteen seventy three. We were would, we were fourteen I, years I, old, and uh, but he was so tiny. That's what was fucked about Arena Rock. Too tiny. And that in sync tour yeah. was probably a Norma Dome too. Yeah, you know, there's something about seeing a band at a club you know there's just something about when people are up close and you, <laughs> you can tell what they're doing uh, i want you gave me this music here it's um, true uh beat say yeah my yeah it's yeah. a trippy title let's listen <laughs>
truly believe you can see what they're doing in that boat from your comfortable chair on the shore does your perspective matter when you've been offered and refused an order distance looking for oneself. 
distance. Something that is going to vanish. Something that is going to vanish. Something you have distance with music, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what the
Watt for Pedro Show to start off that chunk. Nick Das doing version two of Beat Say Bye. <laughs> it's a trippy thing. Uh, Model Home, you, you can enlighten us for, later. For, Model Home and Wolf Eyes doing a collab <laughs> time uh, designer uh, version. This is some disciple stuff here. Uh, Chuck Johnson with the sisters. Brand new from Barker, Birmingham hmm. Screwdriver. Brett H. Hart. Oh, this is a cat. You know, he he was a teacher. He just retired, but he had me play bass on his song, Being in the Boat. Yeah, I hope it was a buck, but I asked him to turn the bass up. <laughs> well, he asked me what I thought. <laughs> and usually I don't do that because most songs ain't reggae songs. But <laughs> it's weird when you're the fucking bass dude, too. I'm going to say that. Svetlana uh, Maras after that with two, 2019 to 2020, number two. The Extract out of Canada with Over Here, African Head Charge with Acro Electronica. Finally, Nick Doss, my song. Now, Nick, not not after school like graduating, but after school in the afternoon, did you get into the basement band, garage band, bedroom band stuff? Yeah. Yeah, dog. Uh, yeah, like in middle school. We, there was like, um, yeah, our school would have like talent shows and stuff. And we played, I just, yeah, we, it took a while to, figure out how to play original music but we were playing a lot of a lot of covers back in back in middle school um not, not, school. are you on the trumpet and, still are you are you still on the trumpet no we, no well we i i did trumpet for about two years and then percussion for two years in like in school but outside of school i i started taking guitar uh, lessons like classical guitar lessons and, ah, uh, like acoustic grade. like a nylon um, nylon string acoustic yeah yeah like nylon stuff and then at like at the same time just started like teaching myself the electric guitar and uh yeah my friends my friends and i would would play uh a lot of uh we play a lot of wolf mother <laughs> oh i get to play with those cats in australia but like me and D Boom, when we were first starting, yeah, yeah, I met that cat, the, the main man, he, a nice, nice young man. Uh, me and D Boom, when we were first learning, what you did in the seventies was you try to copy songs off records. Uh, is, yeah. is that kind of what you guys were yeah, doing? Yeah, that's basically what we were doing. Like, yeah, well, there was this kind of like early stage where we were just playing covers, uh, like ra- radio rock stuff. The Chili Peppers, Wolf Mother, uh, like Blue Oyster Cult, that kind of thing. Ah, we saw them and, a lot. And then, like, we started. Oh yeah. And then we started like listening to more, uh, yeah, to stuff that was maybe a little more um, difficult to find, and and got like into like post rock and like Sugar Ross and like Explosions in the Sky. So we were trying to like do like atmospheric rock as like a two-piece, um, just playing around with like reverbs and delays and things and our guitars. And uh, and like, yeah, just our computers. Um, yeah. Now, t- is this just a, a practice jam it, band or do you guys end up doing gigs? We, not in high school, we, we were, I don't know, we were kind of shitheads. So we were just, we would play a lot in, in our parents' houses. And then we would like play these, these like, uh, 
Yeah, we have like some funny talent shows where we we'd like pull up and people would be like, "What?" Just kind of have no idea what we were doing. And then it wasn't really until college that we started like playing, uh, you know, gigs in and around New York with with other bands and things. And can I ask you about uh, high school? Can I ask yeah. you about recording? Yeah. Did you get into recording yourself early? Yeah, like that's kind of where that's where it all kind of starts and like kind of where it ends. Like I'm I'm a really unseasoned player um live and i have like almost most of my musical life has like existed kind of on the computer um and so yeah it was just like a matter of having like a the ability for a family to have like a mac mac computer um and, and started recording a lot in high school um and in college and uh i'd kind of gotten into it because like an eighth grade i went to this this music camp at the university of north texas and um oh denton a music and yeah we like music school to, yeah yeah i played there i remember yeah. asking for yeah. i remember asking for set list paper they gave me you know staff you know for, for writing scores and shit <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Look, can you remember your you know, I, I i know you said you're not mainly into live gigs in that but do you remember your first live gig Oh, um, well, I mean, it's kind of crazy because it's like, yeah, I played, I played in some bands in college. And so the first gig was, Ooh, we played, yeah, we just played like a, a, the basement of a dorm. Um, I was in this band called Roofers Union and, uh, yeah, it was just like a college like dorm room show. Um, yeah. But you know, University of North Texas, I mean, that is a music school, right? Well, that's a music school, but I, I went to NYU for ah, my undergrad okay, okay. and I was just attending like, a, I was just attending a camp, um, cause I was pretty close to then when growing up. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Uh, let me think. So you're doing a lot of, uh, composing and recording man alone yeah or, or, but you yeah. did you did say you had a collaborator you said we like a two it was a two-piece band roofers well, union? yeah it was just kind of a two like my that roofers union was a different thing these are oh, okay. those were just guys i met in school um but we meaning like my friend will and i who's in this band kraus and uh we've just we've been to get like we've we've known each other since uh, like 2005, and he came to our to my school, and we were just like yeah, the only two dudes who were kind of like really into music, and it's kind of crazy because we've we've kind of followed each other a little bit for our whole lives. Like we've we've we haven't really ever like made that much music together, but we've always kind of like supported each other and like. We're always kind of like sounding boards for each other. Yeah. But we ended up going to high school and college together. And then eventually we both moved to uh, L.A. Um, a couple years ago. Wow, what a trip. So, so he, yeah. Yeah, so it's pretty sick. He, he, that's the way life is, though, right? It throws you things, big sea change. And sometimes, yeah, 
kind of co-conspirator for the rest of your fucking dealio. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, you're just kind of in it with this one person that just happened to have appeared in your life, you know, 15 right. years ago, and and uh, you kind of got to ride it, yeah. Because all that other New York City, that's a whole, that's just a chapter in your past now, right? Yeah, yeah. I still buzz there and like going there, but yeah, it's it's kind of uh, it's definitely in the rear view. <laughs> in the rear view. That's a, that's a good way of putting it. And 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 what about uh, these recordings? When did you like bring them to people? When was your first release? Um, I don't know. It's weird. I I honestly like, really haven't even released me. Like it's kind of like I truly played like my first gig this year. This year, like of my own music. Like I really got it together, and then. Also, I'm like kind of actually putting out music for the first time in like a real way. Uh, this and, you, year. and you got some but gigs coming then, up. I was just kind of like uploading stuff. What's that? I, I saw that you got some gigs coming up in August. Yeah, got some gigs coming up, and so yeah. Prior look, look, to this look year, you know, you know what? It kind of just ever since high got, school. Let me tell you this, Nick. Yeah. Some people yeah. think either, either your child prodigy or. Don't do music. Not, you know, Vincent painted his, only his last 10 years of his life. Some people aren't child prodigies. They get into music later. I think that's perfectly fine. Yeah. I mean, well, it's kind of it's weird because it's like it's always just been there. It's been so ingrained into my life. But it's always been this thing that like. Yeah, it felt a lot more freeform. Like I've never had this 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 kind of uh, this professionalism around it. So it's always just kind of like been this thing that I do, and it was kind of crazy. Like going to all this like music and stuff that I'd made to send to you last night because there's just yeah, it just it's just, it feels really really random. Like, but also while I'm making it, but then now like with a little bit of hindsight, it's like oh okay. Like there's like I there's clearly like ideas and stuff that are that are just like subconsciously coming out. And it took a really long time to get like ones that are really, uh, you know, interesting, I guess is the thing. Yeah. I mean, it's like, for to me, actually, it was like yeah, riding produce. around, in, it was riding around in a car and you know, the bayou goes by the, the beach goes by the mountains, go by the forest, you know, there's just a lot of different kind of terrains, but it's still you and your fucking coche, you know? So that's the way I saw it. Look, we're at the end of the yeah. uh, first hour, July 16, 2023, Dish Peter Show. Special yeah. guest, Nick Das. Hold tight for hour two. July 16, yeah. 2023, second hour of the Waffle Pedro Show.
is up shop, but just standing so tall makes no sense at all. Is it important to shout in so loud? Makes no sense at all. Walking around with your head in the cloud makes no sense at all. It makes no difference at all. Ninja, 
Put my feet in the shade. Turn my body from where it came. I have no worries when I'm gone. But for now, I should carry on. Lord, I'm tired. Yes, I'm tired. Lord, I'm tired. Yes, I'm tired. I live this life above the ground. I'm tired. 
Pedro show. Start off the second hour. Nick Is anybody there? Yeah, anybody there. He ended up, God, what was his name? His name was Rick L. Rick, and he ended up uh, driving a hearse. And then he, uh, brain cancer got him, but he was oh. great. Yeah, they were called the F word. It was so trippy. The first album, they covered the germs. I mean, this was like in the late 70s, you know. You, you cover another band from the scene. That was trippy. Anyway, start off the second hour with you there from Nick Doss. Tim Whole House out of England doing uh, Bob Mould's Make No Sense at All. Uh, MC Yala with Yala Baiba. I think uh, she's from Uganda. It's a trippy scene out there, the, the way they're making their beats and their raps. Muskeg Mudsuck out of Anchorage, Alaska with, well, where's the other Anchorage? Why? Fuck. Uh, climbing to Eternity. Sarah Oswald and Felder Melder, this is uh, via Tim. Uh, Everything vibrating is an illusion. Sonic Prophets out of North Carolina. I'm tired. Brother Benji. Nick, and then Nick Doss with mix number five of On the Heels of. So, yeah. Uh, wh- wh- why don't you talk about some of these tunes that, that I've played so far on the show, like You There or On the Heels of or or. What about the title, Beat Say My? <laughs> well, okay. Yeah. The um, Beat Say My, it's just Beat Say My because it's, it's a lot less trippy than it sounds. It's just a beat <laughs> and uh, Say My is because of the, of the sample that I was, that I was using. Um, I won't say too much more than that, but that's, that's where that comes from. And yeah, I, I maybe I should have put these like in order or something to to have some sort of like flow or you know what I think I did, but like yeah, because yeah. I I didn't have any idea of, of the timeline, so I think the way I put it, yeah. I, I sequenced them was in shortest to longest. Okay, interesting, cool. <laughs> That's the um, way I usually do it if that, I have no works. idea because I, I I haven't been with the band or the artist, you know, so I don't really know the flow so i end up usually yeah putting the first songs last and the more recent songs first like an idiot sorry <laughs> no no that's that's all good that's all good yeah so 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 these like uh that beat let's see here i well it's actually it's pretty good like that's that's not a bad range because it's like these things i made um right some of these things i made right before college some of them i made in college and then some of them I made kind of right after. Um, and like the baby beat is just, uh, yeah, that was like the first time I was like learning to sample. And I was just like co- basically copying this guy, like Star Slinger, who was this kind of like internet uh, electronic artist that he would, yeah, he was just popping for, for like a, for a year. And I got very obsessed with his music from this dude from England. Um, Who's that? He's still uh, he's still out there, and then yeah, on the heels of and beat say my were kind of around the same time, and like we're kind of like these were kind of like the the things I was like forming my identity around, like at, at the start of um, like twenty seventeen ish, twenty eighteen yeah. time, and. And, uh, yeah, they, they're, like, kind of the, the different, like, poles of, like, what I, what I was kind of into. And so, like, on the heels of it was, like, the – because I made 
yeah, so many things before that point that just like the vocals were really just trash. And so this is the first time I was like really just singing out and then kind of also getting into this idea of of using uh, either like non sequitur language or kind of like made up English for my lyrics like which people kind of use as like placeholders or something but I was like I don't know I, I started to feel like um wanting to like remove real words from my music because before that I was like trying to be hyper literate um in some of the stuff I was making and and all of a sudden I was just like yeah, I don't know I, I wanted to be a more visceral well I, um, I'm wondering how literate and yeah. I'm wondering how literate this next tune, uh, Frog Frog Logic, is. Let's listen. You'll know right away that there's somebody looking over you. Oh, you're just gonna find out, especially you. And I promise you, it's gonna be.
grass fears the frost. The frost fears the sun. Minnows and insects darting across the water's surface, leaving trails like comets or speedboats. Some powerful enough to break the current, some pulled along. Whatever falls into the bayou is absorbed. Since day one, they've called me hostile at work at the rice mill without ever telling me why. Tasting the buttermilk songs and brown rice manifestos. Left for dead by jester prophets. Fear of reflection. Pale light piercing the veil. Another presence. Rose's pink nightshirt hanging on a bedpost proclaims flip-flops are the glass slippers of the Jesus-loving girl. In the closet hangs the clown costume. Never returned. I wore it last year's harvest festival where Rose and I Seventh race, a three-year-old ashen gray gelding shipped in from South Texas. Local teens in barely legible Nirvana t-shirts released from high school walk alongside the county farm-to-market road next to the drainage ditch, killing time until Sunday. Balancing, trying not to fall in. Fruitless trees in late autumn, twice dead. Ours was an earthly parent, Rose explained. We were, after all, a common law couple, and she was betrothed to the Lord. Reading the tea leaves, loosening my grasp, one with the flow. 
falls into the bayou is absorbed and washed away.
For Pedro Show, that chunk of music started with Nick Doss doing Frog Logic. Then we had St. Abdullah, yep. Jason Nazri, Sir Alfred the Voyeur. <laughs> That's an image. Uh, Noisuka, brand new, Romantic 2. Uh, Rambutan with Boot Bill Shoot doing Scrapple. That's East Coast thing, huh? Scrapple. Yeah, some kind of thing you eat with. With breakfast or something, a lot of sugar, maybe apples. Yeah, <laughs> healers out of uh, it's right near the border with Indiana, but kind of a burb of Chicago. The fog, Jamie, new batch of tunes. Midwestern medicine with uh, buried badge. Live excerpt from uh, Mike Baguette and Ava Mendoza duo. This is from Hadley Public Library, October 7, twenty two. I'm going to play some gigs with Abba Mendoza. She's an incredible guitar lady. I'm going to help Mike Baguette on this tour September, November. MSV, people. Main steam stop valve. Finally, Nick Doss withdrawn with eyes closed. Uh, both these tunes, different times than the other tunes, huh? Different times, yeah. Well, uh, Frog, yeah, Frog Logic is not too dissimilar from some of those other ones. That was kind of a that was a while ago. I had like gone after that was in twenty sixteen ish. Um yeah, after I like left left school, I wanted to make like a just want yeah, wanted to make a record and was just looking for any studio that would let me work there and then also let me record it in the evening times. Um and I found this studio out in Marfa, Texas. Um and so I lived there for a couple couple of months, and yeah, just that was, yeah, that was, and feel like I got into a very kind of isolated and 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 kind of singular 
zone out there and which is probably why it sounds so different um and just like wanted to make this yeah like kind of scuzzy desert rock kind of record um you know sly stone then, yeah so that's what that one sly stone once said yeah. uh it's not where you're from it's where you're at what do you think of that statement i, I yeah i totally agree i mean yeah there's i think a lot of things about that because environment like it is probably the most influential thing for me and i think a lot of people think about like authenticity or sincerity and and stuff so of like an artist or like who you are and like what you're making and you know what when people bring that when people bring that up with me i think of john fogarty being up born on this very far northwest bayou (laughs) I think art, in a way, is to transcend reality. It's for pretending maybe you're in a fucked up thing and you're just trying to dream some other dream. So, I don't I, know yeah, about yeah. I don't know about being. I you agree. Know, people say, "Hey, what? Keep it real." And like, really, I can imagine the first cave painting, right? And the buddy guy says to his buddy, "What do you see?" What does the guy say? Chromium sulfate? No, man, that's a buffalo. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> hit me to draw on with eyes closed yeah that one i just wanted to make something kind of like approachably experimental and and kind of uh have some sort of like organic shroomy uh like arrangement or like development and the way that the song kind of unfolds um and it kind of made that like in as like a uh collaborative piece with my sister, who's like a dancer, um, she was in school and, and wanted to make something that felt like really uh, just kind of this mix of like peaceful and then insane uh, as it as it goes on. So in a way, you uh, kind of uh, almost you you choreographed her yeah. dance with this piece. Yeah, yeah. Whoa! So she choreographed it after the fact of like after I made it. Um, and it kind of just grew out from this place of wanting to, uh, yeah, ha- this idea of like having a, a piece of music that felt like cyclical um, in, in the way that it developed. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there was this thing, I, I think his name was Andy Baton, this poem object, automatic writing. You know, uh, you try to get stuff from the uh, subconscious rather than all this rational kind of, you know, oh, we've been taught this means this. Like the, yeah. the the big joke one, right? He, uh, this poem object he did. This is not a pipe, and he's got a drawing of a fucking pipe. <laughs> yeah, get it. <laughs> We're at the, <laughs> the second hour, July sixteenth, twenty twenty. hundred years ago, right? Ninety years ago. Uh, yeah. July sixteenth, twenty twenty three. Dish Watt Peters, special guest Nick Das. Hold tight for hour three. July 16, 2023, it's the third hour of Watt for Pedro Show.
third hour with Nick Doss doing to take expand your vocab people we just grew one more word Emily Dickinson and Crane 
uh, him, uh, this is Crane uh, you know, using her poems. I guess she was no more as a gardener than a poet in her lifetime. All the stuff we know now is after uh-huh. postmortem. Yeah. So set its son in thee. Uh, live stream of three days. Domune Noise University, March 13. Oh, it's at Ides of March. Oh, they killed Caesar. 2023, part three of three. Makoto Kawabara. Great guitar man. Osaka. Mm. Out of in. After that, brand new. Drought, drought shears. Oh, we need some drought shears. That's it. Just shears. The, the idea of shorn. Instead of getting a haircut, right? You get it shorn. Like sheep, you know? <laughs> Carnage Asada, brand new. Listen to the whispers. Jeb Bishop and Pandelis. Carrie Yorgis doing summer, which it is. And finally, Nick Doss. Found out too late. So, what when, when do yeah. titles come when you're composing? Do they come at the beginning? Do they come while you're doing it? Do they come at after you finish making it? They pretty much always come at the very last step of like, okay, I'm exporting the song. What do I call it? Like it's always it's always at the very very end. I found out too late is was a is kind of like a cover of this song by this kind of uh, this '60s doo wop group, the Sapphires. Um, but yeah, it just kind of usually the the reason why they have such kind of random names is because I, I feel as though uh, yeah they they almost don't matter. Like you just kind of encounter them. As uh, as a piece of music that you what, click on, rather what, than what about, you really need to, to remember. What about instrumentals versus uh, tunes with lyrics? Because it seems uh, instrumentals, the title becomes do, way more important. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, maybe to impart. I think I used to think about that more of like wanting to impart some sort of image or like have it be the thing that you grab grab onto. But now I'm. I also I, I feel more. I feel like. Uh, I care about it less that, you know, I even forget, I forget a lot of my own titles. Um, I I just feel it. Yeah. You know, I'm thinking of, uh, I'm thinking of classical composers. These motherfuckers like just give them numbers and shit. (laughs) Just open it. Yeah. yeah, Just keeping it real. Just, yeah. Just saying, (laughs) yeah. Song two, song three. Yeah, I don't know about that. In a way, when you name them, you almost give them a life. <laughs> you give them a little personality, a little persona. That's. What about found out too that's late? That's true. That's true. Found out too late. I mean, you know, when I read yeah, that, 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 that's ominous. <laughs> it is ominous. Well, it's a, it's it's this really. I uh, when I was in college, I would go record hunting and lived really close to that store or other music and they used to make mixtapes um of stuff that was kind of hard to find yeah uh online just or- organically and so i i picked up this kind of like girl group mixtape that they had made and they had this song by the sapphires called i found out too late and got very yeah just like super obsessed with it um right when i heard it and then was making it just making a song and had this this kind of like arranged electronic uh song that that had a very similar kind of 
it, it like allowed for a very similar um, melody as as the original, uh, and really wanted to yeah cover it. So that song is just about re- basically being cheated on and, and finding out just yeah. too late, realizing you like wasted a bunch of time. Well, the, the sensibility of the that 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 era of songwriting, you know, why must I be a teenager in love? You know, what, what a trippy thing to write about. You know, like how long are you going to be a teenager? <laughs> Okay, look, here's a good one. I tried. Let's listen.
Show yeah. last music for this edition. Start off the chunk. Nick Doss doing "I Tried," which I, I wish everybody would do when they hit the record button. Right? No fucking sleepwalking, people. Life's too short. Uh, <laughs> little philosophy I injected there. Sorry. Uh, the sanity of the universe is measured by broken toys. No. Is that a t- title? Now this is instrumental, right? This is Vinnie Go- Golia's new project. I think he's got four, four saxes. One of them, Patrick uh, Shiro- Shiroishi. 
Sikora, Skrzewski, Ledman, oh. and Zappa. Uh, then uh, Erica Don Lyle. She's playing the guitar with Bikini Kill these days. Uh, Earth's Creation slash Symbiogenesis. And finally, Nick Doss with Man on the Screen. We're talking off air, people, about this tune. This tune is like really different in a way. But uh, Nick here can explain why. I yeah I I think it was it was like the first time I was like really recording myself and and got like a little tape recorder and uh it was the first time I like wanted to record a full project and stuff in college um and so made this like EP that I thought was was like perfect for like Drag City or something and uh was trying to like write these songs about kind of these like weird people these kind of like more outsider figures I had met that summer like working at a uh at a Ford dealership in uh, Maryland. Whoa. Uh, hi. You think you got any yeah. life skills from that work? <laughs> I don't. I mean, I just did a lot of manual labor. Uh, I, unfortunately, I wasn't really getting getting into the car, getting into the engines. Well, um, I think when people, so I'm pretty, I, I got good at rolling tires. I think when people think of used cars, they think of the guys that are trying to get people to buy cars they don't want. True. So luckily, that wasn't your True. job. Well, it was, a, it was a new dealership. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Luckily, that wasn't your job, because man, you, me, just thinking about that, you need balls like church bells. Fuck. But I, maybe some people have no problem. With it. <laughs> Uh, what, what what's next for you musically? Well, I know you got these gigs coming up, right? I got these gigs. Yeah, I'm playing a show here in a couple weeks in LA, and then a couple shows in New York um, at the end of August. Right, and then yeah, just putting out a record in the next week and a half. Basically. Right, right, and and you I know, don't know when this comes out, but a lot of cats when they get a record done, it's like whoa, finally. But then they start thinking of the next one. Are you like that? Yeah. Yeah. I've Because well, I've had a lot of these things, you know, three-fourths the way done for a while. And it was like last year that I really buttoned them up. And then this year has been a lot more about thinking about how it looks and how, how the sound looks and stuff and like how to present it and think about it visually and, and then like the playing aspect. But yeah, I'm hoping to do this like uh, residency in in Italy in a couple of months, and uh, and go and work on some some new recordings there. And your performances is it going to be man alone mode, or do you have a combo? You have an ensemble. I I got I got some guys. I got some guys coming in. So some friends from New York playing, and then my buddy Will here in LA, and. Uh, a couple of the shows in New York will be solo, and then a couple of them will be band, full band, and then and the LA show will be a full band. Ah, so okay, so you mix it up. That's that keeps the stuff interesting. Yeah. Uh, pro- what about the in Italy with the residency? That'll be solo. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, it'd be just. I don't think I get anybody over there, but when I record, it's mostly mostly solo, and then I'm working. Yeah, like on the horizon i got i'm like working on this this score for a documentary right now and then in in the fall uh got two like collaborative projects i'm, I'm kind of working on like one with my friend here in la just like a 
kind of an indie rock thing. And then one, my friend in, in Houston, who's in this, in this band called Bedlocked. Um, and just like, yeah, working on, working on some songs with some people. Well, can I, I put the invite out when you get this stuff done? Will you come back on the show? We can play it and talk about it. Hell yeah. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah. That'd be great. That'd be great. And what town in Italy? I play with two Italian guys, so I'm curious. Um, I think it's called Spazzetto. Spazzetto, okay. Well, yeah. good luck with all these endeavors, and I can't wait to have you back on the show. And uh, like I said, sometimes things come later. So what? Let that freak flag fly, man. Totally, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, man. Absolutely, absolutely. Big love. People, it's been July 16, 2023 edition of Show. Keep your powder dry.